It is Monday and we are back with a fresh new podcast for you. Uh, Daniel is back from Australia, but we still did this over Zoom because he is in quarantine. And you know, law says that he's not allowed to give me the lurgy and kill everyone who I know and love. So we had to do one last Zoom session and still, without the excuse of Australian Wi-Fi, still managed to fuck it up. His audio cut out twice and I had to edit all that back together, and also his levels are just all over the place. Look, honestly, I cannot wait until the next podcast when we're face-to-face and I can just control all the fucking editing stuff because I level with your Patreon subscribers. Uh, you bought me a well-earned paint with your subscription this time because it took me three hours to put this together. And I think it came out all right, you know, because we had some nice conversations. We talked about comedy, which is always fun. Uh, we talked about men who don't like the 69. Can you believe those people exist? And we also had a bit of a row over who has the nicest arse it's still undecided so we'll appreciate your input um, go listen to this podcast we'll be back together in person on the next one in fact it's going to be sloss and humphreys on the road from the next one onwards because we're two starts again hopefully if this indian variant doesn't lock we're down some more um yeah look we can only hope uh, i'll see you on thursday for a bonus episode we don't know what that's going to be yet but it's going to be fun it always is and uh, enjoy the shit out of this one thank you Sloss and Humphreys on the road. Muggins and cream, cream and muggins, straight thugging, living the dream. That, that's our intro. Fucking muggles. Tickling the clit inside your head that makes you laugh. <laughs> they said it can't be done. Are we in the same seats? That's hack. Oh, muggles. Accidental rib job in the park. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Or am I just being cynical? Just muggled it up on fucking Mugglepedia. Where have you been since 9-11? Welcome to Sloss and Humphreys on the road with me, the mighty Muggins, the man with an arse faster than Usain Bolt's fibre optic broadband. And opposite me in the Muggle corner, the wet slag with the jet lag, the noob with the moobs, Daniel, the swollen stone gathering moss, Sloss. Swollen stone? Gathering moss? I kind of call you a rolling stone, can I? Like, I was going to think the rolling stone gathering moss, gathers no moss. It would compliment you. I figure I am a roll. I'm, I'm, I'm rock and roll. My tour of the world. I, I, I'm not going to. I'm not going to introduce you as that, am I? Well, I mean, other people on other podcasts do. Admittedly, I'm guests on those podcasts, and they're trying to keep me happy. But so you want you want a big intro next time? No, it's 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 it's, it's fine. Just as long as just as long as it's acknowledged that I am. I didn't, I didn't I am, as, as I might say, I, I want to be acknowledged as a comedian rock star. But that's Kevin Hart's hashtag, and I don't know if you've seen it. But his whole thing is comedic rock star shit. And you know what? Well done, Kevin. He's fucking, he's the biggest comedian um, in the world. Uh, he's in a lot of movies that I really, really enjoy. Hasn't been a stand-up for a couple of years, though, has he? And he's, <laughs> and he's a pure great a muggle. Ah, yes. His, yes. His, um, his Twitter handle, is it not Kevin Hart for real? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, and he, my... and he and he posts like posts like just like really bigging everyone up. Just be like, hey guys, just see, you know the, you know those business muggles. Like every day is your fucking opportunity. You gotta fucking seize it. Every second you take from day is a second you steal from God. You're like fucking hug your wife, man. Just like watch <laughs> watch some Netflix. Get a fucking hobby. Come to walk in three foot motivational quote. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I remember I had um. I had uh, Kai for Real 2002 as my Hotmail, which people could send stuff to that. I won't get it. It's still alive. 
I won't get it. It'll end up in junk because it's Hotmail. But uh, Kai for real 2002. Now, remember, I had some login. And Adam, Adam Rowe asked us for me login. And it was connected still to my Hotmail account. And I sent Adam Rowe the Kai for real 2002. And he, fucking, he just spammed us with emojis for the for real. And I was like, I was embarrassed by it. I was like, aye, aye, I had for real in 2002. And then uh, I saw Kevin Hart was rocking in 2021. Kevin Hart for real 2021. I'm like, I'm embarrassed by 21-year-old me's action to have for real. Oh, I'm for real me. I'm the truth. You get, what you, get, you get reality with me. If you don't like reality, you don't step on my territory. Have you watched his uh, documentary on Netflix, like the six-part series on him? You know what? I haven't watched anything with him in. Man, I'm, aware, I'm aware of his existence. I've never watched... Oh, hold on, hold on. I have. I have. I've watched um, Jumanji, the latest Jumanji films, and he's classing it. Yeah, he is. He is. He's a, he's a very, very funny... Uh, very funny man. Real good uh, comedic actor. And also was exceptional at stand-up. Um and that's how he got to where he is. Because uh, yeah. he was... Uh, but as with everyone who reaches a certain level of uh, success in comedy, there comes the great plateauing. And what the plateauing is never the fault of the comedian, I'd say. Or no, normally it's not the fault of the comedian. It's the fact that you are never able to perform to neutral audiences again. You're never able to try and win a fucking crowd over because they just laugh at most things that you fucking say. I mean, it's one of the big problems that Lee Evans has whenever he's trying out new material. It's desperately trying to find venues where people won't book tickets just to see him. He wants to find a neutral audience because those are the hardest to But you can't. You're not Lee Kevin Hart's in that same sort of position now where he just, he cannot find audiences to practice material in. And it means that his material has gone over the past. Because uh, he's, he's, he's getting audiences blowing smoke up his arse because he yeah. doesn't know if it's good or not. Um, and it's not. It's, I, it's fine. Like, man, again, not to this when, when When I'm criticising Kevin Hart here, it's criticising with the knowledge in it that he is fucking Kevin Hart. I'm not trying to bring a man down off of his pedestal. I just, I'm, just, I'm talking purely as a comedy fan of this level. This is what happens when people get successful and good. They begin to suck because they don't have a chance. Yeah, I, I saw Lee Evans doing new material at Nottingham Glee, and he had a he had a pile for his uh, he had all of his papers on stage with all his notes on, and he had a pile for stuff that worked, and he was going to keep working on, and a pile for like the bin. You know how like you would you mm. would sometimes tell an audience whether you put a tick or a cross on your notes. Aye. He had put a visual thing of like the the piles of where where he puts the paper, and uh, he just done this routine that like I was at the back of the room as a comic like going, well that's not that funny really like if I wrote that dude I wouldn't be fucking I wouldn't be happy with it but the crowd was so loving it because he was seeing it yeah because he yeah. could have he could have said anything at that point and uh, and he he was he was like smart enough to see through it and he just went don't patronize me Nottingham. And he right. and he put he put it in the file and they laughed because they realised they were laughing at something that was shit. So it would be hard to find the gold. Right. If that's um, what you're getting all the time. Yeah, because they're just, the people just yeah, it's you and they're just so excited to see you and the first half an hour of your comedy is free because they wouldn't listen to anything that came out of your fucking mouth at that point. And, and, also, and also and also even though American audiences are, I will always argue, like the most comedy savvy audiences in the world just because they've had stand up there longest there's a stand-up club in every fucking town pretty much like it's it's you know modern stand-up as we consider it was uh created and, and perfected in america and the audiences there are great it is also and i mean this sincerely the dumbest audience in the world like the the the, the dumbest by and that's not always a bad thing like they will laugh at fucking anything but i remember the first time going over to do america and doing the comedy clubs there uh, and just doing the circuit, I'm just going, oh, 
me and my friends are better than 95% of this build. And this doesn't happen in the UK because in the UK, if you suck, the audience won't give you the first three minutes. In the UK, you have to make that audience laugh within two minutes. Otherwise, it's, it doesn't matter how funny you are for the next 18, you're fucking done. It's dead kaput. It's over for you. In America, you have seven minutes. Seven minutes where you could just say whatever you want, talk about your fucking day. I was walking down the road today and I saw this guy in a store. And he came up to me and he said, would you like to buy some melons? And I was like, oh my God, who wants to buy melons? Seven. You can do that for seven fucking minutes and then American audience will still go, this is going to go somewhere. Yeah, I, I can buy he, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't be telling us this for no reason. That everybody does. Because I, I, I saw it myself, because before I come on the tour with you, um, I would come out in New York and I'd done a solo show. And while I was there, I'd done a couple of open mics. And some of the some of the comedians that I watched, they just went, literally went nowhere. Meandered around. I, I don't know if they were like, hoping to find a punchline while they were talking off. That was the written, rehearsed bit. And that's how it was meant to be. But like people were trying to laugh and people were trying to like find where the laughter was and the crowd was so eager to join in that I was like, oh shit, like I've got a bunch of punchlines in me set, like this is gonna fucking blow their mind when I get up. Aye, and it did. Because because you fucking make the effort to put punchlines in, otherwise you won't have a career. Well, it's because I think a lot of the open spots out in America, uh, the problem is it's because there's again such a fucking stand-up culture out there. People that grew up watching, grew up loving it, and again, it is the capital of comedy throughout the fucking world. Uh, you've got people who watch comedians who watch comedy but do not understand it, and this happens a lot with new beginner comedians. They'll watch Louis C.K., Bill Barr, Dave Chappelle, whoever it is that that that, that is their favourite, right? And they will see this comedian on stage just being dead casual, dead laid back, dead calm, and it's almost conversational, which is the great lie of stand up. That the you make great, it look easy. Yes. The great lie of stand-up is, this is the first time I've said this. That's uh-huh, the, suspend your disbelief. I'm coming on stage, and this is just off the cuff, and here I am, I'm I had to... Oh, and here's another thing that slightly perturbed me. And also, oh, this is annoying me, and I'm going to run to this. So, we've worked in, on this group for a fucking year. And then when, when you're talking and something you say makes you like uh, go off on a tangent, as if that tangent has just come to you because you've interrupted yourself. And actually, that's a written in tangent, and you know exactly how to oh, get back where you. It, it was a tangent at one point, ninety fucking shows ago, and then it killed, and then it became a stru- yes. structural part of the function. Danny, I'm just going to interrupt. And, uh, I'm doing this on behalf of everyone listening. Can you um, change your seat? Have you got a different chair? Oh, why is it? I'm picking up a lot of squeak- squeaks over the zoom, so like, oh, Dusty's probably got to pick up a bit more. And then. Um, I just, honestly, I just wanted some peace there. I was just fucking him tagging, yab, 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 just fucking banging on. You see, it was fine. And uh, hey, Harry, mate. Ah, uh, yeah, much better. So we cut off there because uh, when Daniel was getting a new chair, he stopped recording. Um, and we kept on talking for what a good five minutes before I realised. Um, so let's before, so let's before I well, basically I started whispering in my own ear like little things. Uh, I was getting feedback of my own voice because obviously I was getting no feedback of your voice because I'm only recording my end. And I was just very, very confused as to why occasionally my voice would just come in and go, I, I, squeaky chair, I. So did, did, <laughs> like it, start, did it start uh, playing back to you? Yes, I. That's what, what was confusing me because I just <laughs> kept hearing my own fucking voice. It was like... Some weird sense of narcissism so, where I'm like, oh my god, my inner voice is so, me. So like, not, not only did you stop at recording, but you played back the playback and you just continued having a conversation with me over Zoom and yourself. 
Which again, look, I've always wanted to do a podcast, which is just me and me talking to each other. Get, <laughs> get it done, bonus episode. Um, uh, anyway, so Cliff, talk about Cliff Dave, Dave, yes. Dave Chappelle. People are watching Dave uh, Chappelle. The amount of the amount of open sports, and again, this is also why you get offensive comedians. People that watch Jim Jeffries and don't understand what the comedy is, and they go, "Oh, I'll just do, I'll just do jokes about pedophilia and rape where they're the punchline because that's what Jim Jeffries did, and that's got." And you go, "No, no, I get again. You fully misunderstood." The thing you're still on the side of the audience, and you're not a real comedian yet because you do not understand the art form. You get these comics who watch Dave Chappelle, who, by the way, does have the right. I mean, he's been one of the greatest of for the past thirty fucking years. He's traveled. He's done it. Like he is. There is. There essentially the, these these comics that you're talking about who watch watch an edgy comic and think you just need to go on and talk about rape. Or that you you watch Dave Chappelle just meandering through thoughts and you think you can just go on and start talking. They're essentially the big fat football fan who's shouting at the young athlete saying, "I could have got that. I I could have scored that." And and then go. But oh no no. But not only that. Then also going on to at least that. Fat cunt doesn't get on the pitch <laughs> and then play football. At least when he does, he gets his fucking ass kicked and he's like, all right, fair enough. These comedians go. Aye, at least he doesn't change his Facebook status to fucking Joe, Joe Bloggs comedian. <laughs> Aye, yeah, Joe, Joe Bloggs footballer. Uh, Aye, yeah, that's, that's what I meant. I've, start, I've, started my own, I've started my own footballing podcast and we're going to talk about me being a professional footballer. When I get other professional, and you're listening to the podcast, you're like, none of these cats are professional footballers. How dare you host a professional football podcast? I haven't even seen you on the pitch, cunt. Yeah, that, that's that's why I let them have it. When people say that they're a comedian, when people just do a couple of open mics and go, I'm a comedian now, instead of me being protective over my art and going, well, that's that's not a comedian. You've got to be at least professional. You've got to at least like, make a certain amount of money from it and do a certain amount of gigs. Instead of me getting pissy like that, I just go, oh, what a class ethic. I am also a professional swimmer. I'm a professional <laughs> chef. I am now a professional wanker. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Is, well, that's the great line from the book I killed uh, where Jerry Seinfeld does the opening forward and he goes, the four coolest jobs in the world are like professional surfer, professional race car driver, rock star and, 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 and comedian. But comedian is the only job in the world where you can just say, I am a comedian and then it's true. Because it's just, there it is. There's nothing else to, you know, it's... It's because man, when I was sixteen, I was like, "I'm a comedian." I'm seventeen. I'm a comedian. I've done gigs. I'm a comedian. I was some kind of an open spot. Makes you feel good, though. Uh huh. I, I I think I'm trying to think of how early I said I was a comedian. I think I I think I was like I think I had some decorum with it. I said I'm doing comedy. I do stand up. When 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 did I start identifying as a comedian? It's gotta it's gotta be when you start playing clubs. Yeah, I think it's what well, I remember. You've got to be on a professional bill as a professional, even if even yeah. if you didn't have enough professional gigs yourself to make money. If you're on a professional gig with professionals, then you then you are. Man, at I least for that my, weekend, you're a comedian. My first, my first, my first paid tenor from one of the stands, best of Glasgow Comedy Festival 2018. It's 2008. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Your first twenty quid. First was, paid gig, was a, man. Ex was after, bankrupt. After your seventh tour. Uh, anyway, I trust Marlena implicitly. I'm sure I'll see the money one day. <laughs> <laughs> so 2008. Uh, 
uh, 2008. I've still got that ten of framed. I mean, it's at my mum's, but but it's 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 fucking. You know what's funny about that now? It's an old money. Oh, because they've got all the they probably still spends, but you know how they've got all the waterproof ones now and have done for oh, the last it's a five years. Paper tenor. It's a paper tenner. Fucking hell, worth its weight in paper probably. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably not even worth. I, I, I reckon you'd struggle to fucking. Um, Do you know? I, I didn't even like because when when I was, I was saying like me first for me stand up was a hobby and I put like I, I would I, I would work like three jobs that had me. I'd have a um, job as a lifeguard. I'd do swimming teaching on the side, moonlighting as a swimming teacher, but never call it fiddle work if you're teaching children how to swim. I'm just doing a bit of fiddle. <laughs> why, why would you call it fiddle work? Because fiddle, fiddle work's like, you know, money on the side apart from your main job. Do you not call that fiddle? <laughs> no! <laughs> do you not call it fiddle work? No, moonlighting. Undeclared, undeclared money. Um, well, having never done an honest day's labour in my life, I don't know what I would call. I don't know what my people call it. Oh, well, see, that would just be that would just be a single entendre to you if I said I was doing fiddle work with kids. Yes, yeah, like <laughs> like your joke there be like never call teaching kids to swim fiddle work, and I'm like, yeah, obviously, why why would why would it ever fucking be called that? <laughs> it's you fiddle. Call it fiddle work. You, Fid- Oh, this is like the fucking fart poop thing all over again. Oh, surely not. Surely not. This cannot be. Nobody calls it fiddle work apart from I'm, I'm Googling it now. I'm Googling it now. I'm just writing fiddle work and I'm going to get arrested. Uh, <laughs> fiddle work. Me- meaning. Uh, fiddle work. Meaning. Cambridge Jingle. What, what does it. Oh, no. I fucking. That doesn't sound confident. Dishonest, dis- dishonest behaviour. UK informal something dishonest that does something in order to get money or advantage a tax fiddle it is oh. it's there it's there fucking thank god man because I've been saying that a lot because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, just as a, a recap with the poop thing in where I'm from poop means fart but everywhere oh, else no, everywhere else would be from, shit like the street like it's not like you get an idiot new castle. It's Blythe. It's like the whole of fuck. Is, it, is N- it all of Blythe? It's, it's just Ashley. It's 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 not the northeast. It's the NE twenty four postcode. Yeah, and we were like, poop means farts, and fart means fart, and I was like, that there's no way that is true because obviously fart means fart, and poop means to poop, as as in to shit. And we had, I mean, this is early days podcast. Like I think. Like uh, under episode ten, yeah, maybe it was early doors on it. Although, although I did, I, I might have just been done online. Actually, I, I did do, I did do it as stand up though, so it might be more recent to some people because I did it as stand up where I've recapped all the conversations I had when I'm like, oh, my brother used to pin me down and poop in my face, mm-hmm. and like my girlfriend now she she poops in bed, she got comfortable. My girlfriend, she's my wife now. You know that, you know, who, I don't know whose joke it is, but the person that says when you say poop. It's the it's your lips make the same shape that your butthole do when you poop. Ah, oh, nice. Try it. Poop. Your butt. You've got a you've got a prolapsed anus because I've just we're on Zoom. I've just seen your rubber lips do the poop noise. <laughs> yeah, it probably spits it out. Oh, speaking of prolapsed anus, I got a I got a DM off a chemist. Offering a discreet service for delivery of anisole. Um, oh, and, and you were like, fuck your discretion, I'll mention it on the podcast. Ke- no, 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 get this. Chemist, <laughs> chemists to you 
said uh, discreet delivery, right? And um, I was like, oh, this is nice. And they were like, don't be a muggle, which means they listen to the podcast. Right. And then you use on your soul because of the podcast. So they were offering a discreet delivery service. So hello there, chemists, to you if you're listening. I know you are. Um, yeah. So- and thanks for your discreet service. We cannot recommend it enough. Oh. Uh, it's very subtle, under the table. Fiddle work, some would call it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, Daniel, I was like, well, I've got mountains of anusol at the moment because I kept sending Natalie into the shop because that was funny. Um, yeah. Because you've got to ask for anus oil. Um, and I was like, it's, it's worked, so I don't really need some. But I'm going to follow this account so that I can um, tap them up if I ever stop bleeding right. from the bumhole again. And, uh, Which is likely in the in the thirteen years I've known you, it's happened more often than you think. And then the screen cap they follow and then like put it on the story and all that, like, oh can I buy butthole cream? <laughs> <laughs> Did they? Like they didn't say I use butthole cream, but everybody knows why I follow a chemist. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, I don't have a history here for you for Daniel. <laughs> So they, they offered me a discreet service, then lit me up like a Christmas tree. <laughs> anyway, we'd also like to thank Daniel Sloss for coming, uh, joining us as well for his erectional dysfunction pills. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, that's not. That's not. A th- I'm not. A, no, come on. Use chemists to you. We'll send a singing telegram with your Vagisil. <laughs> You've got a stinky cunt. Try Vagisil, it's worth a punt. Just on your doorstep, mortified woman. The beast with the yeast. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, I did fill away. Have you seen that episode of uh, South Park where Carmen becomes the NASCAR racer? He wants to be a NASCAR racer, but he's too intelligent and rich. So he has to spend all of his money eating Vagisil because that's what stupid people do. And then he'd be dumb and poor enough to be part of uh, NASCAR. <laughs> I but that one. Oh, it's dumb as hell. Gay as hell. And then there's uh, the guy that and the Vagisil sponsors the car and just the entire bit is just whenever he starts talking about Vagisil, it's a great product that you just apply every day, Rebecca. Every day, and it's just wife's there. <laughs> and so it's just a great product. Uh, you can take it in the morning, every morning, Rebecca. <laughs> every morning. <laughs> so I've got, a, I've got a personal chemist. Oh, I wanted to ask as well. Um, I think Natalie thinks I'm more retarded than I am. I'm more likely you think you're smarter than you are, but continue. I think I I think I've I've got really bad PR on how right. So you know how I make these belt up breakfasts. I stop putting them on Instagram, but I still make them. Everybody needs to know that I still make belt up breakfasts. I just stop sharing it with the world, right? I've I've made these like cheesy French toast crumpets, right? Where you make like a parmesan and egg mixture, put the crumpets in it, fry it in a pan, serve it up. Couple of rashers of bacon. Bob's your uncle, right? Bish bash bosh. Um, serve it up. I'm eating it. And you know how sometimes I'll throw in something that's like ridiculous just to make people look up and go, what? And then realize I've said something ridiculous. Mm. Uh, in the middle of eating my breakfast, I went, oh, I'm going I'm to have to clean the toaster. The toaster's minging after making these. <laughs> clearly, clearly, I'm not going to put fucking eggy French toast in the toaster. <laughs> but Natalie reacted like I had done that. And I was like, I was just waiting for it to look up and then go, oh, obviously it's a joke. And I was like, well, obviously it's a joke. It's just like, not obviously it's a joke. That is something you're wholly capable of doing. I it, agree with that. 
It's food-based, man. Like, in other, like, technical things, sure, maybe. But even though you are becoming a better cook, that, and you're not. But she, she voicemailed Kat, voice memo Kat, right? This for a fucking live response. Would Kai or would Kai not be, pot, uh, like, <laughs> would he not be capable of putting eggy French French toast crumpets in the toaster with all the egg mixture dripping into the toaster? Would he or would he not do that? And she was like, oh my God, he hasn't, has he? Oh, fucking hell. As if, like, as if that was just code <laughs> for a have done it. And I'm like, I've, I've really got really bad PR here because I get it. Like, I get it, right? Like, I've done some things. I'll set away the coffee machine and I haven't put the coffee cup on anything. I'll fucking run to the cupboard and I'll get a cup and I'll put it under. I do things like that. But mm. where I am in their head is... Do you remember jo- the time when me and Cara living together with you in Melbourne, I consistently, four days in a row, went, watch Kai put this microwavable meal in and then watch him sit down for 45 uh-huh. minutes and not realise... Just yeah. with his head, five-minute microwavable meal, sticks his headphones on, goes back to bed and does the thing. Four days in a row, I'm like, he's, every single day he's going to fucking risk this. Four days in a row. Right, okay, so what, what I'm guilty of here is absent-mindedness. Uh, I'll start focusing on a different project, right? I'll have something on me, like Natalie says, I'll have my audio book on, I'll start unloading a full dishwasher because I think it's empty, and I'll start putting grubby dishes back in. Absent-mindedness, right, is the key denominator to all of these things, right? But now, just because I've done a couple of absent-minded things, like, you think I'm capable of mindful, like, like, mindful stupidity, like putting, oh, yeah. like choosing to put an eggy, not just like through like a, a forgetting about it or a habit. Like I am choosing to dip eggy crumpets and then put it into a machine. Hold on, Kai. I don't think you're an idiot. I th- I, I assumed you would have at least put the toaster on its side. <laughs> <laughs> like I like I, I don't think you're dumb enough to like top down in because like you'll see the dripping and your brain will go. That's not good. I reckon you, you're you like, I put it on its side this way. It's only way easier to clean. This one drips on this one. Extra flavor on this one. Mine, by the way. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Is that... Yeah, like, I, I, I wouldn't be capable of doing that. And even then, now you're making a caricature of me, right? It's like, that's what's happened. You know how Joey in season one and two, he's ditzy. But then by season seven, he's like, he he's, he's got additional needs and he should be taken care of. Right, I I have I'm season one Joey in real life with me things that I do, but I've been caricatured. I've been Blackpool promenade caricature drawn in people's psyche that they really think I'm capable of the most ridiculous things now. Just a quick question: Who painted that caricature picture in their heads? Hmm. Who? Who's the artist? Yeah, like who? Like you? Who's the? You sit there, you pick up some impressions and stuff. It's like what we said. It doesn't matter who you are on the inside. Fuck this idea. As long as you're a good person on the inside, that's all that counts. Absolutely run-of-the-mill fucking horseshit. Who you are on the outside matters. That's your reputation. That's who you are and that's who you are. You can be the nicest person in your fucking head, but if everyone around you thinks you're a cunt, congratulations, you are a cunt, and history will remember you as a fucking cunt. You can lie to yourself and have your own fucking dictatorship in your head. Like, I'm a great guy. I do all these great things. I'm a really nice person. And if everyone thinks you're a piece of shit, that's the the truth of the matter. I don't care what inner peace you've got. Uh-huh. You've got outer conflict where you're wrong. I have. I've never. I've never thought about the importance of image until that moment where I was like, "Eesh, I need an image check here." Like, 
I need, I need an image to check you out. These, these, <laughs> like, if that's who I am in her head, like, who did she marry? <laughs> <laughs> ah, but that's just, that's your, that's your in sickness. She's just like, all right, he nearly killed himself with the toaster again. Like, that's <laughs> yeah. like, like we, we've got extra toaster insurance on the house because... You know, I yeah, like I've really, really pushed out of the limits on the vow in uh, what is it in rich, in rich, richer or poorer <laughs> for richer or poorer. I really pushed her on that one. Now I'm gonna really test her on the sickness and health one, yeah, yeah. And then you're like, one day I'll do it the other way around, baby. Don't you worry. Right. Anyway, I'll make good crumpets next time you're around. Oh, boy. I'm, I'm, go, I'm going back into my fucking what I'm going through uh, now that I'm back home. For extended periods of time. I mean, I know we're on tour, but like, I can still. You can. We can because we have done been healthy on the road before. I'm now just getting back into eating decent ish, giving up weed for a bit. Just taking care and of yourself, which which I, I was going to mention because you you're giving up weed. This is episode four twenty. We've totally failed ourselves. Aye. This is episode four twenty. We can't get high because I'm not. I'm not with you. I, I mean, I could get high. I'd be on my own. Um, but you're in quarantine now, so I couldn't come visit. Aye, uh, but I'll be done. But we, we, I'll break it. Like, well, my thing. Look, I'll never be off weight. I, I know that about myself. Like, and and if I do ever come off weight, it'll be a fucking thing where I'm like fully off drugs forever, and I'm suddenly clean, and I go through a fucking Nick Cody thing, and then I do a show about how strong I am for giving up marijuana, etc., etc. For the now, I'm just like once a week. Just do it once a week. Treat yourself. How about it's now thought of fucking treat. So we could do the four twenty episode. Uh, this weekend, like the next Sunday, I'll just come through to yours. Oh, you know, you know uh, what? This this could work. We could we could use a crowbar and make this work because you know, on one of the episodes, it was you and Bart because you, just with timings and everything, you had to get uh, the airport. So we're done like episode four point one four, but really a bonus. Mm. So this one's technically four nineteen. So so next, one. so next episode is four four twenty one, but uh, really four twenty. Right. So and have you got have you got green green as well? I've got green green. Aye, that's the better way. To I've do got it, I've man. got a bit left. So should we have should we have a spliff next Sunday? Record the Aye. podcast and then people can have like a legit four twenty episode before we get high. Aye, and I'll just I'll I'll, I'll tell Cara that she's driving us through to years and then her and that we can go fucking frig each other in another room. Yeah, we should. Yeah. I we should get them to do like a fifteen minute podcast together. Name, we'll just talking about how much they fucking hate us. I uh, need more than fifteen minutes. I think if they get past small talk, we're fucked. <laughs> oh, it's <was> that. <laughs> it was felt I listened to Jean. By the way, she's such a natural. Aye. Aye, like I, I thought she come across great. Like she, she, you wouldn't think that she wasn't a public speaker and that she didn't work on podcasts and stuff because uh, I, I thought she was properly natural and I text us and so, and then that that video that I put on the Patreon is fucking incredible. Oh, I've heard the the odd. Uh, uh, somebody somebody put on the comments as well. She did know you just need to send an audio. <laughs> <laughs> so she literally went beyond the call of duty today. Um, I've also got another belt a video of Jean that I'm I'm gonna ask her permission to put on um put on the Patreon because you know in my wedding video there's a there's a vox pop thing where there was like a camera booth in the evening and people would go in drunk. And that's the that's that's the whole reason the whole reason Natalie's mum and dad haven't seen the video yet because I haven't edited out yours where you're offering to eat Natalie's asshole. 
<laughs> you're like straight face, drunk as fuck, shit tail hanging out. Just God, I'm gonna eat that asshole, Natalie. Nom 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 nom. <laughs> Have you even seen it back? No, I don't think I can. I've heard the description enough times that I don't think I want to or need to say it. Like I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> I know, I know why my drunken head did it, and I know it was bad, but I don't want to see. But I don't I, want to picture that. But I, because I, 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 I totally protect, I protect uh, Natalie's parents from who, who we really are. Mm, <laughs> I always think like, I, I was hanging out with them this weekend because Cat, Cat and Woodsy were over, and we went round to Natalie's mum and dad's for. Um, just just to hang out and that. And we're playing like party games and everything. This mafia party game where you and I am like I'm the most wholesome fuck when I'm around them too, man. <laughs> he would laugh your he would laugh your heat off if you could look through a crystal ball and see me just hanging around with Natalie's parents. Just can't. Who even is this? <laughs> Hello, Mrs. Lang. It's me. It's a wonderful pleasure. Thank you for inviting me into your beautiful abode. Oh, man. I'd love I'd love to see I'd love I'm you a to fucking see me charmer, around. but you wouldn't recognise it, like. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like you to see me around Cara's parents. Just be like, oh, okay, so there's no illusion. I was never given the chance to... They've met me twice, Kai. Yeah. Did you not reinvent the wheel? <laughs> I've become a changed man. I've not, but God bless her dad, man. And her dad's like a th- <laughs> such a sweet, sweet bloke. It was one time just after I proposed to her. Um, it might have even been before, actually. It might have been just around Christmas. And we just had a couple of whiskeys together. And he was just like, look, I, c- I can see how happy you make each other. And I just want to apologise because when um, Cara first told us about when, you know, when all things kicked off originally, um, that, you know, I told her that she was making a mistake, that you were just like a selfish young idiot, had a boy, uh, had like a, had just like a boy's agenda, like just had a girl in every port. You would just go around to sleep with as many people and that you were just a fucking party animal just idiot reprobate and I can see that's not who you are and I was like Dave that spot on <laughs> like that is 100% no <laughs> apology not needed that everything you, you said got, are words that left my mouth you, with gusto describing myself during the yeah day. you got you got it right first time <laughs> <laughs> it's just at this point I've, I've, I've done that and I've gone better the devil you know hi <laughs> I've not changed. I just scratched that itch, and it's now gone. I've scratched that itch, and I love this bitch. What more do you want, David? But uh, <laughs> I'll give. That. I was going to step over it. I was just. Gonna, I was just going to step over your joke, mate. But I'll acknowledge it retrospectively. Uh, well, uh, and, now, and now, do you want fucking kudos for acknowledging no, it? No, no. I'll just tell you. I was just trying to work out um, if we'd left anything untied, and it well, was, was. It was the. It was the Jean Vox Pop. Is her. Um, there's like a, I think there was like a thumbprint firework thing where everybody done a thumbprint. Like one of my friends put on this like kind of like part of the guest book was that you put your thumbprint on this tree or it's fireworks or a tree. I can't remember what it was, right? And um, and Jean had drew cocks all over it, and she was basically just drunkenly confessing that was me. I drew the cocks. I drew all the cocks. <laughs> and this lovely dress book, guest book, and now it's just full of cocks. <laughs> <laughs> But when I watched the video of her, there's only probably reminders of that. I'll hand it out. She's a very funny lady. She is. Um, I was gonna. I will get back to that. We we started this podcast arc. Well, not roasting Kevin Hart, but just talking about it. But the reason I brought up his uh, TV show is his, his, his documentary. 
Right, man, it's following him as he as he does stand up and it's introducing you to his crew, which is friends that he's been friends with for ages and he looks after them and he's like clearly a good friend and a good but but his crew is something that's really important to him, guy. His crew's very important, loyalty, very important to him. Yeah, click. And, uh, it's his good gang. It's his good gang. It's his good gang, and he looks after them. Now, there was a time five or six years ago, I don't know if you remember this, but Kevin Hart uh, cheated on his pregnant wife. Do you remember this? Vaguely. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, so Kevin Hart's wife was, his second wife was pregnant with their first child, even though he had two from the previous uh, marriage, and she brought that all in. And, and, he, and he, went to, he went to Vegas and he cheated on her. Um, and, you know. Did he, did, did, did does she know all of this? Are you just grasping yeah, on yeah. it? Oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Man, she didn't watch that documentary, but she listens to this podcast. <laughs> Kev, why are all the cameras around the house? What are they talking to you about? Baby, shut up. Just go listen to Sloss and Humphreys on the road. Don't mind if I do, honey. He what? He did what? He did what? <laughs> um, so he's a... Uh, so, but she, so she's she's in the documentary as well, right? And she's going, "Hey, look, he cheated on me while I was pregnant, and and all the and not only that, but I found out because paparazzi came and told me, like, because that's what the fucking paps do. They film the trigger. So, so the paparazzi like wanted a reaction video. They're like, "How do you feel about your husband cheating on you?" Fucking, and then she's like, does a home alone face and the gun snap. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. And again, not what you want to go through at any time, let alone while you're fucking seven months pregnant. So it's how did the paparazzi find out? Well, so here's... The, the Reynolds pamphlet. Did he have a Reynolds yeah. pamphlet? Do you know what <laughs> that is? That I, 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 I assumed you didn't watch Hamilton. Uh, he was going to get outed for a very similar thing, so he released a pamphlet telling everybody, <laughs> which is essentially writing a fucking a fa- apology Facebook status in it. I tried my fucking hardest to watch Hamilton. I gave it a real go and not for you. I could have stink, said it wasn't for you, like stinky fucking poo-poo. Just have some dialogue, have some written dialogue. We any musical that's singing all the way through it can fuck off. That's it. That's you like Disney? Thing. Basically, you like Disney films. So seven <laughs> seven months pregnant, paparazzi right. turn up because a member of his crew had uh, while well, he was sleeping with like a stripper or a sex worker or something filmed. Kevin Hart having sex with the the woman and then tried to like blackmail him or extort him for money and then fucking release the video. And I swear to God, three minutes of this documentary is them talking about Kevin Hart cheating on his pregnant wife and her finding out from the paparazzi and her talking about her feelings. And then the next 17 minutes is they just sort of kept talking about how much loyalty means to him, how betrayed he felt that one of his friends had filmed it. His wife, his wife now, the one that she cheated on one friend, she's gone, he was so heartbroken to have that level of trust violated in his life. It's like, bitch, what? <laughs> like, don't get me wrong, kudos for having the strength to forgive him, but are you honestly on his documentary? Right, fucking I'd be like, Kev just, he just didn't know how to deal with that level of of trust breaking, like the guy. As if he was, as if he was the one that got betrayed. <laughs> I, I mean, he didn't Like, don't get me wrong. Being extorted is a horrible thing that should happen. What happened to him was absolutely a violation of trust. And even but it was, he, he, he couldn't, he couldn't acknowledge the karma in it. <laughs> he had to just go. All right. No so, so like, she forgive, she forgive him. The the pregnant woman who was carrying his it's, child forgive him and he couldn't find it in his heart to forgive the mate <laughs> who, actually, who actually 
did the fucking right thing. Yeah, <laughs> General, yeah. Generally. The other way it should have been around was it, it should have been him just being like, look, this really hurt my feelings, but clearly not the biggest issue at the moment. I'm going to, look, my friend betrayed me, but that's by the by, baby, I'm sorry, I love you, I made a fucking mistake, it all went to my head, yada, yada, yada. And her being like, okay, I forgive you, as opposed to her going, oh, but, uh, no, no, cry on my shoulder first, and then we'll talk about the infidelity. I know Barry betrayed you, I know what he did, and that must be really hard. He filmed you fucking that stripper, didn't he? Ah, uh-huh. you didn't know he was there when you were railing that stripper who's not me, and doesn't even look like me, by the way, let's not get into that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that happened um, the, there was talk about uh, um, Jamie Vardy uh, che- cheating on his wife at, like, at his wedding with a bridesmaid that was a thing and then um, there was conversation shortly after so I had that conversation because the FA Cup was on I'm sorry to bring up the uh, FA Cup final that your team lost but uh, that was the conversation in the living room was about Jamie Vardy cheating on his wife and then the conversation swiftly moved on to people talking about how fiercely loyal he was to Leicester <laughs> I was like, oh, hi, loyalty. Straight off the back of that conversation, let's talk about his loyalty. Uh, I love how much of a fucking Ned Jamie Vardy is, though. Did you see he strut when he won a corner in the 93rd minute? Aye, aye. He's such a Ned. I, I, I did. I don't know why it's hard to say, because I like Jamie Vardy. Because obviously, fucking Leicester, despite them not deserving to win the FA Cup, well done, they did, they've not won it in, in their four attempts. If anyone deserves to win it at this point, it's them. And also for a team that's gone up, won the fucking Premier League in one of the greatest seasons that was ever been. And everything that they've been through, because people, yeah. people that aren't in football probably saw the news that the Leicester chairman was in a helicopter crash when full Kobe. Uh, pre- I know, he was Kobe before he was Kobe. Uh, he went like, for, sorry, he, sorry, sorry, full McCree. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was, he was Kobe before Kobe made it cool. Um, uh, he uh, yeah I mean they won the FA Cup they we didn't fucking play well enough they deserve to win it and I, I don't mind losing to a fucking team uh, like Leicester and I really like Jamie Vardy but then again fucking I mean it's Euros soon innit so I hope he breaks his leg I hope they all fucking break their legs I hope there's a Ebola outbreak in the uh, England uh, dressing room I hope um, I hope in the 92nd minute when Chelsea are 5-0 up against Man City in the uh Champions League final. I hope Mason Mount breaks his leg for three months. I hope Reese James breaks his legs. I hope Ben Chilwell breaks his legs. Uh, I hope I, I love all these boys. I love them with all. I hope Tammy Abraham breaks his legs. Uh, who's on? I hope Sterling breaks his legs. Just Phil Foden. Phil Foden. Man, like, I think I genuinely cry if Phil Foden got hurt. Uh, would you start him above uh, Mason? I'd be the first name on the team sheet for me. Like I'm all in. Aye. But uh, I'd have I'd have him I'd have Phil Ford and Mason Mount and Grealish behind Kane. Aye. That's what I'd gone for anyway. Um but anyway, they're not here for the football, I don't think. We're just no. sli- we're just slipping in every now and again. Just just to remind everyone that we are lads. <laughs> we're probably cool. we're probably lads, aren't we? What just else would we do? Tack with shagging. Aye, we've done lots of it. You know what? We were talking about shagging in a WhatsApp group the other day, and I was really shocked by some of the popular um, popular judgment when we have been proper lads talking about shagging. And uh, Mark, Mark Nelson said he thought doggy style was boring. And I cracked Aye. a very, very funny joke saying, like, how you tried doing it from being the one at the back. <laughs> but. But then there was a like almost 50 50 split of people that said 69 in was. Was shade 
it overrated. Oh, like, and I'm like, what? Hang on a minute. I thought these were just things that, like, were just, you know, like, like it's like saying I don't like a blue sky and a sunny day. You know? Uh, well, I think like something. Some things are just to, objectively good. You've, you've got to remember, there are men out there, lesser men, infinitely lesser men. Well, unless they're gay, in which case. But, the, but no, 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 no. In fact, I, I, I keep it neutral. There are lesser men across all fucking sexualities that do not enjoy going down on their partners. And if you do not enjoy going down on your partner, you are a lesser man, unequivocally. Whether that's sucking dick, eating pussy, or eating ass, or anything in between. If you don't enjoy any of those things, uh, I'm happy to say that you're not a real man. Or a real woman. Or, real, well, yeah, yeah. You're, but not, a, you're, not, you're not a real person. <laughs> uh, it's just... Like, it's like, you know DJ Khaled, who is famous for reasons that I don't understand, proudly came out and was like, he was like, I don't eat pussy. And I'm like, congratulations that you are no longer... You don't get to claim to be cool. You'd be a fucking rapper anymore. By the looks of things, it's the only thing you don't fucking eat. Like, what are you talking yeah, about? You it, don't eat fucking pussy. That 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 makes me a little bit less disgusting than if you come out and went, I don't wipe me bum. Aye. <laughs> You'd be like, oh, right, okay. Okay, we've got that information. We're all processing that and holding it against you. Yeah, it's just not... I don't, I don't suck dick or I don't eat pussy. But how, I, did you, how, did, how did you say those words and expect me to look at you with anything other than fucking disdain? And uh, the popular consensus from the, from the, na- the 69 naysayers... Heathens, well, that um, they don't like the multitasking part of it. Well, yeah, they're two, they're two good things that they want to enjoy simultaneously. Mm. Like it's like patting your head and rubbing your tummy. I get it because that's what that's what they're doing. They're pushing their own head down and rubbing their tummy. Can yum yum. (laughs) (laughs) I reckon you could do it. Like it's like getting a blowjob first, and then using using going down on your partner as like the. I'm going to buy myself some time there. Look, I got a blowjob nearly to climax there. Time out. <laughs> Sorry, it cut off again. I've got... No, I apologise fucking profusely. I've got no idea why it's... Luckily, this is the free one. You don't get uh, this kind of shit on Patreon. No, you don't. No. Well, in fact, maybe you don't. Maybe because it's shorter. I don't know why we can fucking get away with it. And from now on, we're going to be in person when we do it. Ah, the last ah, one. So, yeah, yeah, this is the last one. So we're not, not entirely sure where it cut off, but we were talking about some of our friends don't like 69 and we're breaking down what it is you might not like about it. Like, is it the multitask? Aye. Is it the... Multitasking, was it the... Do you not like well, the view? <laughs> but do people not like eating vagina or sucking dick? And which I will stand by. If you do not eat pussy or suck dick, whichever one's your favourite of those two things, if you don't... Do either of those things, you are not a man. If you're a gay man that sucks a, that that doesn't suck dick, you're not a real man. And if you're a straight man that doesn't eat pussy, you're not a real man. If you're bi and you don't eat both, you're you're not a man. You are fundamentally not a man unless you do foreplay. So then we started discussing whether for a woman it was worse, it more like women prefer like don't don't like sixty nine as much as men because men have a good view and women don't have so much of a good view and you went speak yourself I've got an amazing arse and then we then argued over who had the best arse for four minutes Daniel for four yeah. minutes not recording yeah. <laughs> just just me and you <laughs> me and my study you and your study two men in the thirties vehemently rowing over who had the best arse and the answer is me and as I said and we, I will get, we will get an independent panel panel of poofters. We will get the gays that we know, 
as they will be the best judges, as I don't trust the podcast listeners to be unbiased, like they'll pick their favourites, they'll be team muggins and they'll be team creams and they'll not be able to look at it objectively. Whereas if anyone is good at objectifying us, it's game, it's yeah, the game anyway. Yeah, you're banging on the table, it means you're, it means you're losing confidence. No, no. Uh, so, so all judges lose confidence. So, is that what you're telling me? So, so, so maybe, maybe that's it, what it is. Um, I'm guilty, I guess. Um, I don't know. I'm so order, scared. order. It's because they lose their grip. They're shouting order. Um, so you you just want to have the control group to be only homosexual men. Yes. You don't want to have heterosexual women. Or the the neutral the neutral crowd the the straight men or the gay or the gay women. You want neutrals when you're judging shit. So how can you judge my ass then? Because you're you're a straight man and you pass judgment on my ass saying it wasn't no, as good as I yours. No, I wasn't necessarily judging your ass. I'm just saying if you, if, my ass is exceptional. If you so were, therefore, it, it, just if, logically is better than yours. If you were, I don't need to see your ass to know my ass is better than your ass. If you were a gay man... My arse is regularly commented on by gay comics. How many you, times has your arse been commented on? It's been... Paul been It's been K-man. So we're going to send pictures of our arses, unsolicited. To Paul Sinna. Craig Scott Hill. Agnew, Craig Hill. Larry Dean. Larry Dean. I don't know Tom Allen. Well, I mean, I do, do know, but probably not well enough Reece, to Nicholson. Oh, Reese Nicholson and Kyron, we'll give them we'll give them. Ryan Cullen. Tom Ballard. Um both of our dads. <laughs> <laughs> see, mate, if you if see, if you were a gay man, you would look at my arse and get a hard on. You would look at your arse and you would just go, there's my arse. What do you mean? So that means if you you're 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 being biased because you're straight. You are? You are. You're just. Dis- you're discrediting my arse because it's not what you're interested in. I'm discrediting your arse because your arse is disgraceful. It's fucking class. It's a class arse. I do squats for days, weeks. Ah, I see. So you have to Deadlifts. I reckon you've got a good arse because you work to get a good arse. God fi- gave me this. It's firm. It bleeds. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I've been getting messages about my arse off chemists to you. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm, my arse is fucking on the verge of getting sponsorship, Daniel, from, <laughs> from Anusol. Uh, just using all around the ring, just apply here. Um, and and uh, you are against the idea of putting it on a Patreon straw poll. Yeah, because I just don't want to trust our audience to not be biased. Look. Doesn't matter, it doesn't matter who's got the best arse between me and you. The winner is the person, the people that it gets sent to. <laughs> <laughs> what a lovely day they are having. Solicited arse picks. Uh, right, should we move on to before this cancels out again? <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, please. You and, your, you and your tech. You should get a Mac. Just put your hand in your pocket, man. Get a Mac. Get back working again. You can afford it's, it's one. Mo- it's moments like this with tech, which is why I'm so glad I'm not on Twitch anymore because I just remember 90% of my stream just me looking at a computer going, I don't know. I don't know. It's too complicated. And I don't know. Uh, I, I, I think I've lost a lot of uh, people that would have watched if I if I just, you know, if I could have just styled out and if something gone wrong with tech. If Aye. I could just style it out and move on. The fact is I can't let it go and I dwell on it for fucking ages. <laughs> I'm, 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 making me, I'm making me identity. 
Um, your dad licks his finger before flipping the indicator on his VW buggy. <laughs> your dad wears a replica referee shirt to football matches and chants supporting the man in charge. Whenever your dad gets on a plane, he introduces himself to every member of staff, saying that if there is an emergency, to not hesitate and come find him, as he was in the Air Cadets for three years. <laughs> he was! <laughs> he was in the Air Cadets for exactly three years. <laughs> so, you get any trouble up here? You just give me 13C down the back economy, maybe how I fly, but not how I fly up front. Big yep. care. I made, it all the, uh, I made it all the way to warrant officer. <laughs> <laughs> your dad inv- this, this is pretty true to form as well actually your dad invented and manu- manufactured a device that automates his fidget spinner because he couldn't be bothered to spin it himself <laughs> that does sound like something you would do <laughs> he did it with Sudoku puzzles <laughs> I did he did programmed the camera to instantly work them out yep uh, your dad spent six years at Boy Scouts and only has a secret keeping badge Wow, that's aye, that's uh, to to have that alongside Eckert. That's a fucking busy social diary for a young man. <laughs> <laughs> Your dad lives rent free in Sarah Pascoe's head, which which technically which is technically subletting in my head. What I'm saying, what what I'm saying is I can't get your dad out of my head because the squat has rights. <laughs> Uh, your dad puts Lego around the floor of his bed so that when he wakes up, he stands on them just so he can fucking feel something in the morning. <laughs> oh, makes him feel alive. <laughs> your dad went on autopilot when he was driving his bus and he didn't realise until he was in McDonald's drive-thru. <laughs> uh, Showing to the passengers. Anyone, anyone want out? Um, right, so should we, should we stop recording manually for the first time in three stops? Aye, so we've been doing it. Speaking of fucking bus drivers. Um, oh, we're on tour. Oh, yeah. Are we? Are we? Ah, I think we'll start on like the week after next. Oh, don't let me find out. Sloss and Humphreys on the road is actually going to be on the road. And we're going to oh. have, have stimulus. Uh, okay, so why is this fucking annoying video playing? Um... This is my fucking website. Okay, so may, I, I, why can I not scroll up? This is shite. What You're doing exactly what we're, this is exactly what we're saying with um, the way we are on Twitch. Oh we're my doing, God. doing right. a podcast now. So Leeds, May 27th. There are two shows. They were originally, they were going to be on, on May the 29th, and I'm not meant to tell you this, but I'm always going to tell you this because I'm not going to fucking lie to you. The reason those shows are delayed is because Chelsea are in the Champions League final. So I'm sorry. I'm obviously... There's no amount of money you could pay me in the fucking world to perform that evening. I am not performing on May the 29th. So if you had tickets to those late shows, they've been moved to May the 27th. If that annoys you and you never want to be my fan again because I've chosen Chelsea over you, fair enough. It's been a fucking ride and I literally regret nothing. I will be watching the Champions League final on the 29th. It's also nice that it's nice that you're saying this because so many companies have just went due to COVID-related reasons, just because of their own inadequacies, shortfalls, and and and, and errors. They like blame blame COVID, yeah, blame no. blame Brexit. You're like, no. nah, you're just being shite. Sophology, exactly. I'm speaking yeah. directly to sophology. <laughs> it's not through COVID. I'm watching Chelsea play in the Champions League final. I'm watching Chelsea lose in the Champions League final. May the thirtieth, Cheltenham, June first, Camberley, June fourth, Worthing. June 5th, Manchester. June 6th, Manchester. <laughs> Excuse me, where? Manchester. Oh, right. Mon. 
Yeah, sorry. Do you think I said mom chest? Do you think I was just, sorry? Do you do you think I was just like a Ricky Gervais from nine years ago? Just to roast Manchester, and uh, then we're off to Retardville, Newcastle. Well, Whoa! What you mean? I think you mean Sunderland. <laughs> no, I was trying as in like mon, as in mon, like mon chest. I, 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 like, I genuinely as well thought there was. This is me legit reaction. I thought there was a place called Monchester. I hadn't heard of it, and then when you said it, I was like, "Excuse me," thinking that actually <laughs> might, there was a place. Because you know, because you know, when you see like Milo McCabe's to a <laughs> itinerary, it's that places <laughs> that just look made up. We've uh, travelled the world, and he's always like, "Oh, I'm, I'm going to be in S- Swinbury Chesterville," and you're like, "What?" Right. <laughs> uh, God, we're in so many places. It's good, um, isn't it? Manchester, Newcastle, Portsmouth, Brighton, Bristol, Lincoln, Bristol again, Birmingham, Halifax, Milton Keynes, London, Edinburgh. Some fucking print shows have just been announced at the fucking Corn Exchange. At the moment, it's only four, but I can assure you it's going to be much more than that. I saw that. I'm, I'm going to be doing that as well, I think, because I'll tell you why I think I'm doing it. It came up with me day with the other day. Um, it come up confidential Edinburgh all day. From the fifth, sixth, and seventh. So oh, I think I, I think I think it may be that. <laughs> so there we go. Let me guess. Let's stop recording. Oh no, it's still recording. Perfect. Right. We'll end it there. That's the end of the podcast. Everyone go away. Right. Thanks, everyone.